head south. I just thought of Swede. I don't know why, Logan Savory. I actually am quite partial to a bit of boiled space. I know oh, it's I not everybody's <laughs> choice. There's plenty of it where you come from. How are there you? Is. Very good. Yes, no, I'm. Uh, well, many many Southlanders do love their sweets. So it needs um, plenty of butter and plenty of pepper. That's for sure. Yes, and yeah, mash um, a good mashing. A good, uh, yeah, a good mash. Um, yeah, but a bit of white sauce sometimes goes quite well for ah. sweet. Mm. Along with the corned uh, beef. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's the one. All right, but uh, Logan is our correspondent from uh, Southland. He is with the Southland Tribune, Tribune rather, where he is editor and where he is based. It is found through Substack, a digital newsletter, uh, sent daily. Now, um, some bad news for your mayor over summer. He's doing okay, I hope. Had a heart attack just after Christmas, Logan. Yes, yeah, so uh, um, yes, he is recovering um, well by all accounts, but, but a bit of a scare just after Christmas. Um, uh, he had a what was determined as a, as a minor tar- heart attack. Wasn't feeling all that great, and, and, and thankfully for, for his sake, um, decided he probably should go to the Southland Hospital, went there um, where it was determined that he had had a heart attack, was sent to Dunedin Hospital for um, some further tests where it was determined he was re- uh, he required heart surgery. So that happened um, uh, very early in the, this month um, after the new year um, and is now at home uh, recovering. Um, so Invercargill Central Council, they'll have their first uh, meeting of the year today um, and now have a obviously an acting mayor in place uh, for the moment as, as Mayor Nobby Clark um, takes a bit of time out. Maybe he hasn't put a time frame on it quite uh, responsibly, I suppose, but probably um, thinking a, a couple of months and, and has acknowledged that you know, the job was pretty con- time-consuming and he struggled, struggled to say no to people in terms of uh, speaking engagements and, and, and functions and just generally meeting with with people. Um, so, you know, has admitted that he probably needs to, to make sure that he looks after himself when he does eventually um, return. But in the meantime, um, Deputy Mayor uh, Tom Campbell has stepped in as acting mayor um, and is regarded as a pretty safe set of hands. Um, Campbell entered local body politics at the last uh, local government elections um, and that came after a a pretty significant management and governance career in the private sector sector, which included um, time as general manager of the the smelter at TY Plant down here which is obviously one of um, Southland's big big employers. What are some of the issues on his plate in that interim role? Uh, Obviously it's a funny old time of year for politics but the problems don't go away. No, well, the, the most, um, you know, talking with him the other day, um, the most uh, pressing assignment for him as acting mayor while Nobby Clark uh, is away will be um, overseeing the long-term plan, which all councillors are going through uh, at the moment. Um, obviously, the, the, the key discussion topic throughout the country is, is rate rises and, uh, you know, as councils grapple with rising costs, in particular infra- infrastructure costs, um, I think some councils are predicting rate rises up to, to 30% for the next um, year. And Invercargill isn't immune from that, um, those cost, rising costs, but, but everything is pointing to the, the impact on rate payers in Invercargill is not being, or potentially not being as large as other parts of the country. Uh, in fact, when I was talking to um, Tom Campbell the other day, he believed that, that Invercargill's rate rise could be the lowest in the, in the country. Um, and that comes on the back of 
last the last rate rise, which was about five percent, which in comparison to the other parts of the country was relatively low. But you know, he puts it down to uh, what he says is is prudent spending in the past and lower levels of debt. Um, you know, if I look at other neighbouring councils, you know, uh, South and District Council, for example, they've got some real unique challenges. Um, they the, the South and District Council oversees a really geographically spread region made of lots of small towns and when we talk about that rising infrastructure costs um, you know to, to carry out that infrastructure needs in those in those towns with really small rater bases um, it's pretty challenging and and you know Stewart Island is a prime example of that um, so that is his, his most pressing issue um, is, is seeing overseeing that long-term plan um, before Nobby Clark returns. How have they managed to have rates sitting around 5%? I mean, that's below the level of inflation. We know there are some very specific drivers, especially the infrastructure costs and some of the compliance costs on small councils. We were talking about that just yesterday. Um, but what's the situation? Has Invercargill done better than others at keeping up on some of that stuff, or what? Yeah, I think I think um, I understand in the, in the work that I've done is that they've... Um, uh, Generally, in a lot of areas, been ahead of the game with some of their infrastructure spending. I guess the concern is that that there is a real eagerness in this current council to keep um, rate rises as low as possible, which um, you know for the for the public is, is is very good. But you know the concern is that does this push some of that infrastructure spending? Um, uh, put it to one side, and when then future uh, councils and and future generations uh, have to pick up the tab. Um, so I asked uh, Tom Campbell that. Um, he said no, that, that they were confident that they would be uh, keeping up with the required infrastructure spend um, while uh, keeping rates rise. They have been, as I said, pretty prudent. Um, I, I guess just little smaller things that have stacked up, uh, like a, a lot of councils. Uh, this is a really small example, but you know, uh, reducing the, the the mowing times and a lot of reserves and, and whatnot that's upset some members of the of the public. That sometimes it can look a little scruffy and and and, and whatnot. Um, but they have uh, looked at a lot, a lot of smaller ways to keep costs down, uh, with a real eagerness to keep rate rises down. Now let's look at uh, some uh, special events coming up. One in particular is a, a, a rugby game, a festival rugby game. What's this for, please, Logan? Yeah, so you may recall um, Blair Vining's Brave Journey five, five or so years back. Um, you know, while battling cancer um, in his final days, Blair was was really vocal about the need for changes to the to the health system in New Zealand to to better improve cancer care, um, in particular regions like um, Southland. You know, it was described as as as, as a bit of postcode lottery. Um, you know, Vining at the, the time of his diagnosis was given three weeks to live but was told that he had eight to ten weeks wait to see a specialist um, because of uh, obviously under-resourcing in the public health system. Um, you know, he was he, Him and his family were pretty frustrated by that and were pretty vocal at the time. Um, what has, um, you know, since his, his passing, um, his legacy has continued through what um, is currently being built in Southland as a Southland Charity Hospital, about six six million. Um, it's been in the pipeline for a while. There's been a lot of public 
money raised through that, a lot of generosity from the from the public to help make this happen. And as a bit of a thank you to the public, um, his, uh, Blair's wife, Melissa, uh, who's has really um, carried the torch in terms of being quite vocal around around this need, um, has, has worked hard to put on a, a, a festival rugby game um, called Pack the Park this Saturday, um, and it will feature a number of high-profile rugby players from Easter years, um, including the likes of the uh, former All Black captain Kieran Reid, 100 Test All Black Mills Miliona, um, form, other former All Blacks Jimmy Cowan, Jamie McIntosh, Case News, Jason Eden, Corey Flynn, Peter Alatini, Perry Whippu, um The list goes on. Uh, there's actually a couple of non, a few non rugby names in there that a lot of people might know, and, and, and Paddy Gower and, and Fishing Identity Matt Watson, who are actually going to captain the, the two teams. It'll Blimey, that's impressive. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so look, it, it is a real festival day and a thank you day, and it's actually a free event for the community, um, but they are people are required to get a ticket and um, I believe as last check in on Monday there was about 8,000 of these tickets cracked up, uh, picked up so they're looking at over 10,000 on Saturday as a, a, a bit of a celebration which, which has been a great community drive. I bet Matt would be a wily little halfback. I'm not sure where I'd put Paddy. Um, well I'm not, <laughs> not sure about that either. Maybe um, fullback. Maybe full bad. No, I'm not sure what Paddy's realised he's what he's signed up for. <laughs> he's certainly, he's probably not putting his hand up for that front row, I would say. No, I wouldn't have thought yeah. so, no. Well, that's a wonderful, uh, wonderful event. And it's not the only rugby game Southlanders are looking forward to. Yeah, that's right. So look, just last week, um, it was announced that um, Invercargill's Rugby Park will host its biggest ever uh, women's game, which is which is really being celebrated down here. Um, for the first time, it will host a Super Rugby Alpuki game um, in March, round one of the the competition. So the the South and, um, South Island team, sorry, uh, um, Matatu uh, will take on the Blues at um, Rugby Park, um, and yeah, so Rugby South has sort of teamed up with, with some local funders, OLT and Community Trust South, to, to help make this happen. And, and it's what it's hoped is it'll be a, a really a boost for women's sport and, and women's rugby in particular. Um, you know, Rugby Park has been a huge part of the Southland community, but it's probably been dominated by men's games for, for, for a good part of 100 odd years. And, um, you know, while obviously Southland representative teams and, and women's teams, etc., have played on the park to have its first professional women's game is, is being viewed as a, as a really um, good boost for, uh, for the sport. Very good, Logan. Thanks very much for that. Logan Savory, who is editor of the Southland Tribune. He is uh, based in Invercargill. As we said, you can find his uh, organ, to use the old-fashioned word, on Substack.